Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. I'm Rabbi Steve Kane, and today we are looking at Masechet Shabbat, Amud Tzadi, Hey Aleph, and Bet. The uh, tractate Shabbat, page 95, A and B. We are getting to the end of the 10th chapter of Shabbat, and uh, we are continuing to uh, look at different uh, discussions of what are called toledot. Um, the, according to the Talmud, there are 39 categories of um, work which one is not allowed to do on Shabbat, but each of these categories have what are called toledot, which means um, things which are derived from them. And the 39 categories themselves have to do with the building and work that was involved in the Mishkan, uh, in the building of the tabernacle in the desert. Toledot, though, of course, apply eventually to everyday life. And so the page starts out discussing some of the more interesting um, toledot, in this case regarding particularly uh, grooming for women. Uh, What is most interesting on this is um, a very beautiful statement that says that um, one of the um, toledot of uh, one of the derivatives of um, of the malachot of the uh, um, of the laws that you are not allowed to do on Shabbat is uh, the question of um, how one braids one's hair. Now, of course, this was in reference to women in the Gemara. Although I suppose it should be in reference to anyone who would braid one's hair. Men having long hair, who might braid it. It would apply to them too, um, and. Uh, the um, it, it is derived from the uh, the, um, uh, the 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 work of building. Now that is very strange. You might think one second building and braiding hair. Why is that the case? Uh, but um, the proof text that it uses is a beautiful statement that says that um, that God um, braided Eve's hair when He brought her to Adam, um, and uh, a whole. Uh, interesting reference to the fact that one who is a professional braider of hair is called a builder, but uh, simply the I think the beautiful statement that God braided Eve's hair is something that catches my eye simply to say that um, uh, God, in helping Eve and Adam to be a uh, wonderful match, um, played a role there in even braiding Eve's hair. That simply is just a beautiful uh, statement. But even Adonai Elohim et Tetzela and God built the side that he had taken from the man into woman, and that teaches that the Holy One, blessed be God, braided Eve's hair and brought her to Adam. So it is a, a, quite a beautiful statement. Uh, after discussing all the different um, toledot and uh, why it is that they are somehow regarded as um, things which might be forbidden on Shabbat, the Mishnah again comes back 
and talks about one of the last um, uh, things which are to be forbidden um, in, in this particular category, and that has to deal with a flower pot. Um, and uh, the Mishnah teaches us that one is not allowed to pluck a plant from a flower pot if there is a perforation in the bottom of the plant, meaning that that plant is somehow attached in a certain way to the ground. And actually it discusses later on in the Gemara, the perforation does not necessarily need to be at the bottom of the plant to indicate that it has a relationship to the ground. Now, of course, the um, toledah of plucking, tolish, um, is, um, is, fr- is from kotzer of reaping. Um, and so plucking a flower on Shabbat is not allowed. Now, even if the flower pot is not at all, does not have any holes in it, still, rabbinically, it is forbidden to uh, pluck from there. And um, I think that even regarding the question of whether it is one of the uh, major categories of reaping or not, um, it seems to me that the idea of letting anything which is growing on its own, whether it be a flower in a flower pot or whether it be uh, um, all sorts of other um, kinds of growing things, that on Shabbat, the concept is that we leave the world rest as it is, and, and we let it to be enjoyed. And so therefore, uh, if we were to spend Shabbat taking care of our flowers and our flower pots and trimming them and plucking them, and um, uh, um, that we would take away from Shabbat itself, we sort of let the world be as it is on this day. And, uh, and so uh, even though uh, it was concerned with a question of reaping, it seems to me that leaving flowers, leaving anything that is growing, whether it be in a flower pot, certainly, of course, in the ground alone on Shabbat, um, that seems to me something which is um, uh, very important. And finally, the uh, the rest of the page of uh, 95 um, on, uh, on uh, the second uh, side on Bet, uh, it discusses an interesting concept of when plants and seeds become tame, when they become... Um, um, impure. And uh, and that too is a very interesting question because tame itself is a concept that we don't really have in modern times. Um, the idea of tame and tahor, of pure and impure, is, is something which was very active in the days of the Talmud and certainly in the Bible. Um, but if you take a look at how Judaism has evolved, uh, the idea that something is tame is, is for the most part, foreign to us. And yet the idea that somehow we try to make things in our life pure is something that is a concept that um, continues to be a part of our lives, even if we don't follow anymore the laws of Tamei and Tahor. And there are good reasons. When I say we, I mean all Jews, because um, these concepts have been uh, rendered um, no longer applicable by the fact that there is no longer a uh, Beit HaMikdash in Jerusalem, uh, there is no longer a temple, uh, there is no longer a uh, Para Aduma, Red Heifer, which played a major role in that. But nevertheless, the idea that somehow there are parts of our lives that we want to remain pure um, and that we try to keep uh, away from impurities is something that I think speaks to us very much uh, in whatever aspect of our lives we might have. And so the end of this page speaks about how that is done in terms of um, seeds. And uh, for a seed to be able to become impure, um, it actually must have the possibility first of, of becoming impure. That purity and impurity mean contact with real life. And that really is what the end of the page discusses is how these seeds really can become impure due to the fact that they will become 
uh, wet become possible to be grown, and uh, and the possibility of impurity um, is uh, is there. And so while, as I said, we do not really follow these um, uh, much today, the idea that our lives should contain parts that we try to keep pure is something I think that speaks to each of us. And so uh, whatever aspect of our lives may be, whether it be our personal relationships, whether it be our ethics, uh, purities and impurities are something which still are very much found in our lives as Jews today. Um, And so the concepts remain, even if the individual halakha has gone by the wayside. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.